0: Welcome to the Economic Development Matters podcast, brought to you by Edmonton Global, hosted by me, Brianna Morris, and my colleague, Sherry Baslama. Sherry and I work together at Edmonton Global, an economic development agency that represents 14 municipalities that make up the Edmonton metropolitan region. Home to 1.4 million people and generating $105 billion in GDP, our region is Canada's fifth largest economy, and we're just getting started. At Edmonton Global, our purpose is to transform and grow the economy of the Edmonton region. And we do that by attracting foreign direct investment and quality jobs. We also support our local businesses to expand internationally. On this podcast, we talk about economic development matters and why it matters. We discuss how we can best compete in the global marketplace and build a sustainable and prosperous economy to enhance the quality of life for the people in our communities.
1: Today we are speaking with the Honorable Dale Nally, Alberta's Associate Minister for Natural Gas and Electricity and member of the Legislative Assembly for Morinville St. Albert, which is part of the Edmonton Metropolitan Region. Welcome Minister.
2: Thank you for having me, it's a pleasure to be here.
0: Yeah, we're so excited um, to have you here. Um, I was just telling Sherry actually a few minutes ago that the title Minister for Natural Gas and Electricity, it might sound a little bit dry, but, oh, that is complex. <laughs> there is a lot there as we're kind of preparing for this yeah. and looking into electricity natural gas, so kudos. Um,
2: yeah, you, you should see me at parties. People's eyes glass over when I say uh, natural gas and electricity. But
1: <laughs> oh, I cannot not the Ag dev folks. I hope because you- it's super important portfolio for us. <laughs>
0: yes,
2: good yeah, point. Yeah, no, it is. It, it is. You're right. Yeah.
0: So why don't you just maybe start by telling uh, our listeners a little bit more about yourself?
2: Sure. Well, as you said, my name is Dale Nally. I'm the MLA for Morinville-Saint Albert, and. Uh, for those that don't know, it's uh, it's the northeast corner of St. Albert, and then it extends into Sturgeon County right uh, through Morneville, uh, Redwater, and Macau. So it's uh, a, a very uh, healthy size um, um, riding, and it's also, it includes part of the industrial heartland, which is very exciting because uh, my economic file touches many pieces in the industrial uh, heartland. So whenever we talk about jobs in the, in the industrial heartland, I am proud to say that they will be hiring many people from Mortonville St. Albert, not just Morneville- St. Albert for the record, but there will be many of them for sure that will be beneficiaries. So it's, a, it's a, an excellent riding. And, uh, and yeah, and I'm uh, the Associate Minister of Natural Gas and Electricity, and that includes petrochemical and it includes hydrogen as well.
0: That's great. Uh, I, um, quite often at Edmonton Global, we talk, because we're a regional economic development agency, and we're often saying, I like what you're saying about the jobs, because, um, you know, we say if we land an investment in the heartland or in Fort Saskatchewan or Edmonton, it really does benefit the whole region because you're supplying, the, you don't, the jobs are coming from all over the region. And so it really is an investment anywhere in the Edmonton region is a win for the
2: whole region. Would you agree? Oh, absolutely! It's employment for uh, for the whole region, Um, and it's and and it's exciting. I know you've been following this closely, and and so we'll we'll just do a a small left turn from hydrogen because uh, even on the petrochemical space, there's exciting things happen. Did you did you hear about the the Dow Chemical announcement?
1: Yes, that's huge for the province of Alberta. um,
2: Absolutely. It's unbelievable. This will be the world's first net zero ethane cracker. This is huge. And they chose Alberta to build it. So it's very exciting. And they haven't announced the capex yet of this investment. And and so that means there's investors that don't know. So I can't let that spill. But let me just say this. It will be the biggest private sector investment that we have seen in Alberta in over 15 years. It is amazing. And and it, the jobs, it's just absolutely incredible. So yeah, it's very, very exciting times right now.
1: Yeah, and what it's doing for sustainability. I think the stat I heard was that it's lowering Dow's entire uh, carbon footprint by 20% or something yeah. crazy like that, which is just amazing.
2: Absolutely, but think of what they're doing on a global scale because we've all heard about the, the problems with plastic waste in the ocean. And we've been saying for a long time, we don't have a plastic problem, we have a waste problem. And and so uh, we we know that plastic played an important role in COVID-19. It kept health workers safe, uh, the rapid tests were made from plastic, the, the N95 masks had polypropylene. So there's a role for plastic. The challenge is how do we create a circular economy and so that we can... Uh, produce the plastic, recycle it back into a feedstock and and uh, having a net zero ethane cracker is the absolutely the first step in advancing a circular economy and it's very exciting.
1: Super exciting. So let's pivot back to what I've heard is one of your favourite topics, hydrogen. Uh, just <laughs> last week we hosted the Canadian Hydrogen Convention here in Edmonton, and yeah. which you attended. Can you tell us a little bit about your experience attending that event and, and your thoughts?
2: Yeah, wow, what, what an exciting event. I was in uh, absolute awe that uh, it was just, th- this event exceeded my expectations. This event put us on the map globally for hydrogen. And, and make no mistake, we've, we have been a global leader in hydrogen production, but it's been gray hydrogen, which is, which is uh, carbon intensive. Uh, this puts us on the map for, for clean hydrogen. It's absolutely exciting. We had 2,000 delegates that descended on the city for this convention, and there was 20 international delegations this is incredible and and so and and by the way you know they they didn't come here because uh... you know they wanted to sit on the beach for a few days and attend a conference they came here because they're investors they're looking to invest and they're looking to invest billions of dollars and and so just to see that uh... Uh, The incredible job that everybody that put this together, uh, DMG and, and of course, Edmonton Global and, uh, uh, you know, Energy, there was just an incredible job was had to to put this together. And and I'm just I I couldn't be more pleased. And, And let me tell you this. The premier was just over the moon with how well that conference went. It put us on the map for clean hydrogen. And the best part is that conference is coming back for the next nine years.
1: Yeah, I I was just going to say that. Like, I wasn't sure if you were aware, but yeah, we secured a contract for them to come back for the for the next nine years. So it's going to continue. No, not at all. That is absolutely public. (laughs) We're we're bragging about it all the time. We're so excited. And just for a little bit of background, like that was the first Canadian major Canadian hydrogen convention that was held. And uh, when it was first proposed, we thought you know it would mostly be regional, maybe 500 people in attendance. And like you said, beyond the international delegations, there was people that came from all over Canada. So DMG, I think, is saying around 4,000 people attended that event. So, incredibly exciting.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was amazing. Did you? Uh, you obviously you, were, you, were, you had a chance to attend. Did you see the Nicholas truck, by the way? Yeah, absolutely.
1: We were we wow. had we were at the hydrogen, Edmonton region hydrogen hub booth space, so we did see. We were right beside that truck, which was incredible. Uh-huh. We were also right beside um, the government of Alberta's booth, where there was an exciting announcement made that last week as well oh. yes there
2: was there was is this is this the segue where i tell you what it was
0: yes please I tell, tell
2: us because i i I'm know you know the page <laughs> yeah this was this was i was so proud of this moment because this is when we announced the clean hydrogen center of excellence and uh, it was backed up by a 50 million dollar investment from the government of alberta And I, you know, I I know that you are familiar with how government works and about a little organization we like to call Treasury Board. And let me tell you, getting $50 million through Treasury Board is no small ask. But uh, everybody at that table at Treasury Board understood that the clean, uh, the the hydro, the clean hydrogen center of excellence is a strategic priority of the government and is also one of the first action items in the hydrogen roadmap that's the document that we released that uh, listed all the actions and levers that we can pull so that we can advance a hydrogen economy. And so that was one of the first ones. And so it was important that we delivered. And and we did. And, uh, yeah, I was pretty excited about that.
0: So let's come back to the roadmap in a minute. But can you tell our listeners more about, like, what is the center of excellence? What what will it do? How will it help attract um, private investment in hydrogen?
2: Well, the best part is we put the first fifty million dollars up, but we're uh, we're expecting them to be able to leverage that with other levels of government, with private industry, and based on the work that has happened before with emissions reduction, with the, yeah, sorry Alberta innovates, uh, they've been able to uh, to triple the, those types of investments. So we expect that uh, you know we'll be able to generate another hundred and fifty million dollars in from other levels of government and private industry, so that we can then use that money for things like uh, accelerators. So there are, because the the clean hydrogen space, while hydrogen has been around for a while, we know that the clean hydrogen technology is new. We're still debating all the different colors there are and all the different types of technologies. And there's advancements on a regular basis. I met with new technologies when uh, at the conference, and, and so it's it. What, what we need is we need a, an incubator, a place that can help accelerate those technologies. And so the purpose of the hydrogen center of excellence is it will take new technologies and it will help get them um, to uh, proof of concept and and beyond to when it's actually uh, be able to uh, be a technology out in the field, and so it's very exciting. We're, we're not making the hydrogen center of excellence about the bricks and mortar. We already have bricks and mortar. Alberta Innovates has enough bricks and mortar. So we're gonna leverage that space but we're going to have dedicated um, uh, employees from the Hydrogen Center of Excellence, and we're going to have a hub-and-spoke model. So the Hydrogen Center of Excellence will be in the center, and then there'll be a spoke out, let's say, to academia, where we want to leverage um, you know, new research because we want to be thought leaders in hydrogen. Uh, and then also we want to have another spoke going out on the regulatory space because there's a lot of regulations that have to be written because this is such a such a new space for things like blending and mobility. So there's a lot of work that has to be done, but there's no doubt the most important part is the Hydrogen Centre of Excellence will help accelerate technologies so that they're ready to be deployed in the field.
1: Well, and it, I think it sends a clear message to international investors that the government of Alberta is supportive and yes. wants to work with them. So that, yeah. from an investment attraction standpoint, that's that's great messaging to have out there.
2: Absolutely. It tells the world we're serious about backing up and supporting this industry.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, can you speak a little bit more about uh, Berta's hydrogen roadmap and how it was
2: developed? Yeah, we, um, it actually started out of the um, natural gas strategy and vision, because when I was hired in this role, natural gas at the time was trading at 90 cents on a good day and negative 12 cents on a bad day. So that means our producers were paying um consumers to take the natural gas off their hands and so now first thought that comes to mind is great then just shut in but they couldn't even afford to shut in so it was a terrible situation our industry was struggling and we had to come up with a way to save the industry so we came up with a strategy and this vision about these different actions that we could take to support the natural gas industry because it is such an incredible resource we have a 200 year supply So it became, how can we use this 200-year supply supply of clean natural gas to leverage resources for the province, jobs for Albertans, uh, uh, taxes for municipalities, things like that? And and so there was a a number of strategies in there, including uh, um, petrochemical. And we, we, uh, we came up with the Alberta Petrochemical Incentive Program to attract investment. But one of the priorities was hydrogen we recognized that as something that was up and coming and that in order to uh, be able to uh, get into that space and to conti- continue to be a leader because we are a leader in hydrogen just not clean hydrogen so um, we decided that we were going to create a hydrogen roadmap and we were going to spend a year speaking with experts speaking with with other thought leaders speaking with academics with indigenous organizations with industry with hydrogen experts, and asking them and consulting with them on what are the actions that we need to take so that we can advance a hydrogen economy in, in Alberta. Because to, to some degree, we, we recognize that we missed the boat a little bit on LNG, and, and there's going to be another opportunity to get in on some LNG exports, and, and we're going to do everything that we can to be there. Uh, but we don't want to miss that boat on hydrogen. Uh, we want to maintain our leader in the hydrogen space. And, and so, yeah, we developed this hydrogen roadmap. Which was going to be our pathway to um, to being a leader in in clean hydrogen technology, and it's very exciting because, as I said, there's a bunch of levers that we have to pull to make this happen, and the very first one was the hydrogen center of excellence, and and so yeah, it's very very exciting, and there's a number of other things to to do as well to advance this industry, such as regulation, and uh, and and then you know to see how how can we put in the 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 infrastructure for things like mobility, because that's an important. Space right is is, is you want to have you want to have a domestic consumption of hydrogen, and this is important because w- this is a new industry. And if you go all in on production, well, but there's no consumption to support it, then the production fails. If you go all in on the consumption, but there's no production, well, then you're just an importer, and, and so you've lost uh, lost that battle. And so the challenge is how do you advance both the production and the consumption at the same time? So that you could you could leverage both sides and make incremental improvements to support each other and and that's what the roadmap does and 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 so it'll, it addresses things like hydrogen blending so we can blend hydrogen into natural gas for things like home heating as well as uh, building out the infrastructure so that we could uh drive hydrogen mobi- uh, mobility so essentially vehicles and and as i mentioned hydrogen fuel cells are no longer the future they're the present and uh, you know, I didn't just get a chance to sit on uh, sit on because I know a lot of people climbed into that big vehicle at yeah. the conference. They they actually did some test drives uh, on the Friday, and I was uh, one of the people that uh, was lucky, and I got to go for a test drive. I was a awesome. passenger, not a not, not a driver. Uh, the only thing that is not safe about a hydrogen vehicle is me driving it. Apparently, so, uh, <laughs> so I was the uh, I was the passenger, but it was uh, yeah, it was it was it was a lot of fun and uh, an eye opener for for everybody how incredible these vehicles are.
0: Oh, absolutely. Very exciting. So you mentioned export. Um, yeah. What does that look like for hydrogen? Are, do we need a new pipeline? Do we retrofit pipelines? Are we trucking? Like, what, is, what does that look
2: like? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. Uh, obviously, the, the best answer is pipelines, but we don't want to wait till a pipeline is built because, um, you know, as you know, it can take uh, can take a few years or more. So there is a way to move hydrogen without pipelines, and that is leveraging uh, methanol or ammonia as the carrier for hydrogen, and that allows you to put it on the train. So we're going to use a train to truck both methanol and ammonia to the coast, and from there it's going to go on a ship, and it's going to go to Asia. And that's the plan, and, and the best part is it's working. We have seen six world-scale, seven actually, but the seven ones has, they, they haven't announced yet, so there's been six public announcements of world-scale hydrogen facilities four of them are for export to japan so it it amazes me how fast this economy is advancing and it amazes me that we are getting into the export uh part of hydrogen as quickly as we are but the fact is japan has an insatiable appetite for alberta energy
1: yeah and that's been a long time right in fact critics yeah. critics of might uh, might say that you know we've always just produced and exported, right? And we've never really built the full value chain here, at least not in the Edmonton region. I'm curious yeah. what you think, like what what we can do to support economic opportunities for that value chain around hydrogen, so that we're landing more than just an export industry, that we are actually landing the, the those other economic benefits for our region.
2: Well, I I would say that the best thing that we could do is is to keep working the hydrogen roadmap. And, and staying in, uh, plugged in with academics and other thought leaders and industry and, and, and having a, a feedback system. So you keep getting feedback from them on how it's working because they're the experts. Let's you know, this is this is new for us. So let's engage the experts. We've done that. They've told us what we have to do. So what we have to do now is we have to execute the game plan that they gave us. And, and that includes things like the Hydrogen Center of Excellence. It, it includes having a regulatory framework for blending. It includes um, you know, the, the infrastructure for mobility, things like that. And, and so by executing on the hydrogen roadmap, it will allow us, as I said, to make those incremental improvements on, on domestic consumption to match the production so we can have both. Because you're right. I mean, ex- export is exciting. It's where the jobs are the world is are absolutely but we also want to contribute to a clean energy environment and blending hydrogen and uh utilizing it in home heating and industrial purposes i mean that's just going to be a great win for the for the uh, environment and and uh and for Albertans as a whole so yeah the best thing we could do is execute the plan that we've built
0: Awesome. Um, so at the, kind of the beginning of our conversation, we mentioned your portfolio covers a lot more than just hydrogen, which is super yeah. interesting. Um, yeah. But in our research and in our experience trying to attract FDI, one of the a, a key uh, factor for investors that they look at, in addition to you know, expert capabilities and the available talent, is utility costs and the cost of electricity and its supply. Um, so what yeah. message do you have um, to foreign investors about energy availability and costs in Alberta?
2: Well, we we uh, c- a couple of things. Uh, when it comes to energy, the world wants more Alberta energy, and and people like and jurisdictions like Japan, they look at Alberta and they see us as a secure democracy. And right now, the geopolitical events that are happening in Europe, specifically the war in Ukraine, has is is reinforcing with what we said all along. That we are a secure, responsible producer of energy, and it's energy products from Alberta that will benefit the world. And and uh, you know we we've been saying it for a while. Uh, jurisdictions like Japan have known this, but there are other jurisdictions like Europe which did not embrace that, and and I think they're starting to. And and uh, conversations are being had because we are viewed as a secure democracy that we are responsible, ethical producers of energy, and and uh, for that that reason, the world wants more Alberta energy.
0: I believe the Alberta government recently launched the ESG secretary. Does you know is that right? Yeah. And that and that is That's getting right. that message out there to investors that uh, yeah we're really from an ESG standpoint a, a great option.
2: Yeah, we we have some of the highest ESG standards in the world amongst energy producing regions, but we have we've done a terrible job of getting the word out, and so we have to get that message out. And and by the way, ESG is environmental, it's social, it's governance. It's not just environmental. Uh, that's one part of it. And, and so we need to get out the word that we are doing such an amazing job in all three of those areas yeah, when it comes to, uh, in, um, you know, working with our Indigenous partners and, and allowing them to, to participate in the prosperity that energy brings, as well as consulting with them when projects, um, you know, touch their, um, you know, their traditional territories, things like that. When it comes to the advancements that they've made, we are slowly being recognized as having the cleanest natural gas in the world. And the reason we have the cleanest natural gas in the world is because we have the highest methane standards. And for that reason, the very last drop of LNG that is consumed on this planet should come from Alberta.
1: That's great. Well, thanks, Minister. I've I really enjoyed the conversation. I, I do want to give you a chance, though. Is there anything that we didn't ask you about that you'd like to share with our listeners?
2: Just, uh, you know what, I, I would uh, I would encourage uh, listeners to keep keep an eye on uh, on hydrogen vehicles. Uh, right now, um, and and by the way, uh, battery powered vehicles and hydrogen fuel cell vehicles are both EVs. They're both electric vehicles. Right. But there's no doubt battery uh, powered vehicles have uh, gotten out of the gate first. But there's some challenges, some challenges on the uh, transmission side because we don't have the transmission infrastructure to support everybody getting an electric vehicle tomorrow. Just we're not uh, without billions of dollars of investment just in Alberta. It, it's never going to happen. And and that's why I'm so excited about um, hydrogen fuel cell vehicles, because they're scalable. We could all go out and buy one tomorrow if if there was enough fueling stations in place. There's not. But thanks to some announcements that we've seen recently from TC Energy, that's coming. Yeah, it's coming soon, too.
1: I heard the first one is set to be operational in June.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, we have a, a, a pilot. It's not. Uh, we don't have a pilot. There will be a pilot of uh, two hydrogen-fueled uh, long-haul transport trucks running between Edmonton and Calgary. Uh, the city of Edmonton purchased the first hydrogen vehicle, and I know they're interested in looking at more because they see the value. They they have seen. The strain that uh, battery-powered vehicles will put on the electricity grid, and they've seen the scalability of hydrogen, and they're interested, as are other organizations and, and jurisdictions. So my message to everyone is, yeah, uh, keep your eye on on hydrogen-fueled vehicles, because uh, they're safe, they're exciting. Oh, wow, are they ever fast, too. They have incredible torque, and they're coming soon.
0: That's awesome. Thank you so much for the time today. This has been great.
2: It was a pleasure speaking with you. Anytime. Thanks so much.
0: Thanks. Thank you.
1: So that was really interesting. Um, My biggest takeaway from the conversation, I think, was when he talked about how the hydrogen roadmap was developed, that they consulted with academics and industry and thought leaders um, just to make sure that they're getting it right. Um, And then when he talked too about that they're continuing to consult with those those folks to make sure that what they're building is still working, I think that's so important um, to to have those connections between what government is doing, what policies are being um, sort of built and implemented, and with industry folks.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, and he also mentioned APIP, so um, that's the Alberta Petrochemicals Incentive Program. And I think that actually came up in our conversation in one of our first episodes uh, with Chris Steele on incentives. And I think it was launched um, by uh, Minister Nelly. Um, and I, it's a great incentive program uh, because you wait until it's operational. so the um, the taxpayers are only you know paying out once it's operational. And so my understanding is it's been very successful. Um, and so I don't know. maybe we should start bugging him like for hydrogen and kind of trying to pair these incentives. I think uh, sounds like a good idea to me. yeah, let's let's look into that. I don't yeah, I don't think I don't think hydrogen applies, so let's look into that. Yeah, okay, awesome.
1: That's a wrap for today. Thank you for tuning in to the Economic Development Matters podcast brought to you by Edmonton Global. For more information about Edmonton Global or to get in touch, visit our website at edmontonglobal.ca. Follow us on social media, on Twitter, LinkedIn, or Facebook. And don't forget to follow us on your favorite podcast platform. So you'll be among the first to know when a new episode drops. We hope you learned something new today about Economic Development Matters and why it matters until next time we're your hosts sherry and brianna signing off